CuntCast podcast is rated not safe for work. Urban Dictionary describes it as internet content generally inappropriate for the typical workplace, i.e. would not be acceptable in the presence of your boss and colleagues. All of these definitions apply. As a result, we will provide you with 15 seconds of pleasant, non-offensive music for you to advance to the next program, acquire headphones, or lock all available doors and windows for a proper sensual cunt cast experience. Please, be safe out there and enjoy the program. sexual subjects you are listening to a broadcast of the cuntcast podcast a conversation with a classily characterized cunt carefully crafted with cognizant courage to champion conscientious consummation and i'm your host najayla ree and i am joined by my favorite person mr aaron rand freeman how do you do i'm here i'm back yeah we're here we're all here and yes um i'm not gonna lie to you i've um i started a a new job and it's one of those um it's one of those wacky placeholder jobs you get ah so you wind up working i wind up working anywhere from five in the morning to one in the afternoon to eight at night to three in the morning (laughs) so that's my that that is what's happening that is that is one of the reasons why the podcasts are spotty is uh, that everyone's having a case of the real life, including me. Usually I'm the one I'm usually I'm usually kind of I'm kind of out of it, but apparently I'm in it. Yeah, I've I've had a chronic case of the real life. Yes. <laughs> so I, I'm not one to complain. I'm just happy that you're here. So, yay. So everybody's had some. Some life happen. A lot of life. High like light speed life in our faces. Right. It's twenty nineteen, which was we didn't think that the year twenty nineteen could be more annoying than twenty eighteen. And we um were wrong. We were wrong. And um we should have actually stopped at twenty eighteen, like figured out a way to just stop time and tap out. That would have been yeah. an adult thing to do. Just like just, just deny time to everyone. Yeah, because, like, the worst was, like, 2017, I thought, like, things are going to look up. Like, I can maybe do this, and it's going to work out. And then life was like, ha, you thought? Right. So. Yes. But, you know, now we're here. <laughs> and uh, we got we got a show full of things. Man. And, uh... I'm trying to think of what you know. We're gonna do the kink of the week, 
and then we're going to complain about something that I think we both hate so much. It's important to have a serious many discussion. In different ways. Uh, so the kink of the week is phobiophilia, which is the sex, uh, the fetish that surrounds sexual arousal from fear or terror. Okay. And uh, uh, let me crack open my tome. It's also called terror play. Um. And uh, it refers to people who become sexually aroused by fear-provoking stimuli. So this isn't just people who like, you know, like horror movies or, you know, those mazes with the people that go boo. It is is people who actually, you know, get a little frothy in the groin when they get scared. And uh, my very first thought when I saw this, when I heard you say this weeks ago, I was like, oh, it's like those um, racists that have sex with black people. That was the first thing that came to mind. I was like, those racists who are probably, honest to God, terrified of black people, yet still feel compelled to fuck them in mass while denying their humanity are probably getting off on the fact that they're fucking something that they are terrified of intrinsically they're unnerved by everything they do not know there uh yeah i i i do i mean obviously the definition doesn't say so no but i feel i i so like basically they say that for individuals that have phobophilia all of the responses to um you know, fear or something like that, where most people are like fight, flight, or, you know, friend, they have fight, flight, or fuck, basically. And uh, it, the most common form of uh, phobophilia, they say, is the type where a couple has sex in a public place risking discovery or agoraphilia. But I also agree that it it could be extended to people who uh have sex with the scary people or people who um there are lots of stories where people say like rich rich russians used to hire sex workers that were hiv positive and have sex with them because of like the thrill of the chance of getting hiv and i feel like that's another thing because it's like it it's like Russian roulette with your genitals. Not something I personally can see, but I um, I know there's a lot of people who do like knife and blade play or razor play with you. Obviously, you dull the razor and then you pretty much just, you know, threaten your partner or have your genitals threatened by your partner with like a dull razor. And that's what they find arousing. And, uh, I, I think it's very, it, it feels to me like it's something so like primal, right. but it also feels like something for people who aren't always afraid. Like I have general anxiety disorder, so right. I always feel like, like I'm 10 seconds from the world crashing down. So I 
don't know how to not be afraid. <laughs> I'm just always there. So I guess for people who like are cool or whatever, these mythical beasts that run around not feeling like their chests are caving in 24 hours a day. Uh, maybe they think that's thrilling to have that for a couple of seconds. I will say that that is the, it is the, I think that's one of the signs of the widening gulf between people with privilege and people without, or just like women and men or white people and black people is that you can see the moments where the lack of continuous fear for your life is making their pursuits seem strange and distancing. You know what I mean? Like the fact is that white white folks will pursue danger in a way that black people no longer have any desire for. You ever notice like like we're all on edge and we're easily immersed to the point where we don't need to pursue the danger anymore. A a literally a Netflix thriller um us uh, a low impact roller coaster will get the blood pumping just the same because we're always on edge. And to see the pursuits that white folks will go to to get a thrill is fascinating. I I feel like I don't even do like the thrill things as much anymore. Like I realize the games that I like playing have become like less and less violent. Right. <laughs> With, like the exception of like Mortal Kombat. Right. But like I like Slime Rancher in the Sim City Skyline. Right. You're 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 not the only one. Some people are sliding. I find a lot of black people are sliding away from the um, let's say the action pursuits. Where where I find it, we're doing more relaxing. We're doing more self care. We're watching less violent stuff. You know, we're enjoying it. Like, you know. Yeah, it's one of the things I noticed when um, Us was released because there was that discussion about horror being pushed to the extreme because of the reliance on bloody violence. And a lot of people came out and said they just don't watch it. Like a lot of black folks came and said they can no longer deal with violent, this overt violence for no reason. We can no longer deal with it. And I think it's a byproduct of the um, continuing fear for our lives. We no longer arbitrarily seek that feeling of fearing for our lives. Yeah. Also, like, I just noticed, like, just sadness I try to avoid <laughs> or like anything that's going to like give me a panicked feeling like, like I stopped watching Orange is the New Black because they just like killed off a character in a way that I felt I was like, no, I feel legitimately traumatized by this. Why? Why am I doing this to myself? Right. So I just feel like uh, like trauma for leisure is not something that I can process, <laughs> but I, I won't deny that others can. It's just not in my wheelhouse. Also, I'll say this. Um, when you're continuously worried about your own well-being, you tend to go the other way. So I realize that a lot of my interests sexually are the thrill of being able to not have to give a fuck. Like, it's like I would prefer someone in the room watching me have sex, not because like, I'm going to get caught and it's scary, but because I want everyone to be settled in the fact that we're all watching everyone fuck. You understand what I'm saying? Like it's, I've gone the other way. I just want to, everyone to meet me in the middle of not giving a fuck so that we can do the thing. And I realize I'm, I, there's nothing about sex that I do because I am trying to make myself 
I'm not trying to play with anxiety and fear in any way, in any leisure time activity at all. Even sexually, I'm just like, I very much announce who I am and what I'm about. And you can jump in on it if you'd like. But there's no more playing with tension, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Because I used to like really like rough sex. Like, right. what, what if, I used to think that one of the best sexual experiences for me was as like fucking this guy in the military and um, just perfect dick. But he really liked to like choke me. But like with like belts and shit, right? <laughs> and like in hindsight, I'm like that was really not bright. Obviously, I was like really young, like really not not like really young, but I was I was like 20. When you're 20 years old, you don't really think like, oh yeah, you could actually die from this. Like your brain isn't formed enough that right. like consequences are real. But like I, in the moment, I was like, "This is awesome! I want to do this all the time." And I can't imagine doing that shit now, right? Because I'm just like, um, so many other things could be terrible, and I, I already feel like uh, this guy uh, is full of debt and sadness and disease and strife that uh, nothing you can inflict on me with your penis will be right. able to put a dent in it right so it i don't know it wouldn't it wouldn't mesh but i i feel like like i feel like this is a very like obama error fetish mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe that one weird time in the 90s where we weren't at war with somebody it's funny because a lot of times i hear what i hear um are people who have uh, interesting, like, uh, they like rough sex, for example, or they like being choked. But now it's gone from, I like being choked to, I don't want nobody touching me. But if I really trust someone, then yes, I'd like them to choke me. <laughs> like, it's no longer it's no longer something you like in general. It's something now, the properly vetted sexual partner might be able to perform. If they're skilled and you have that relationship, and only then so yeah i mean i feel this is like a kind of carefree sports fucker kind of fetish right like you have to have a level of just like hey man everything's gonna be all right like it's just it just must be nice (laughs) this is the first like uh fetish of the week that i got mildly like annoyed because i'm just like oh really so you're just like booty boo and you're like yay like fuck you i mean we might into being terrorized you let's um we're gonna have to classify phobophilia as a um young man's game that's what we'll call it we'll we'll go ahead and try to or maybe soften the edges because essentially we just said that's for that's for white folks what the fuck which is a hard response so what we will do is we will soften that and say that it is a young person's game i I think it's a i'm gonna go so far to say it's a fool's errand the world is terrifying so are you either you're coming all the time because everything (laughs) is going to kill us like the only guarantee is the eventual heat death of the universe and we won't even be around to witness that piece uh it's just so many things so uh 
I figured it's either this is a fetish where like you are just constantly creaming your pants or and I also hate you for that because I never cream my pants anymore. <laughs> so this is, uh, it's just a, just a lot of things about this uh, make me feel uh, strong emotions. Mm. Not not the type I usually feel, but yeah. It's fine. It's um, times change. What we immerse ourselves in changes. I um used to always make. I've made the joke that um, uh, survival horror games have gotten infinitely scarier, even if I know what's happening. I think I've played through Silent Hill two and three, roughly about maybe twelve times a piece. But for some reason, they're more disturbing now as I'm getting older because now the threat, my mortality is all around me. <laughs> Like, and me and everyone around me. So now all this um, hell-based imagery it really sinks home. It's no longer theory. In the age of mental illness, and we, are, we have the words to describe what we're thinking. And I, you know, we, I hear a lot of dark things from people. I think a lot of dark things from people. So now it's very much, um, it's no longer um, a reality that's restricted to one side of the screen. I'm, we're through the looking glass as it were. And we currently live in a dystopian future. <coughs> Sorry. So, um, like, somebody in a better world is reading about our world in, like, a comic or a novel and is just getting chills down their spine. And this just is our waking world. So I just feel like we don't, or at least I don't need anything extra. Nor can I imagine sexual arousal from it because the the weight of uh you know mental illness the world poverty um it's really killed my libido so i i would say i would be like an anti uh phobophiliac just like the opposite of that <laughs> that's a fair position it's everything uh going bump at the night just i i legit feel if a ghost materialized behind me right now <coughs> i wouldn't even be scared i'd be like so are you coming up with half of this rent <laughs> <laughs> if not i don't really give a fuck about your whole deal right i think i think the darkest timeline we live in has uh, inverted a few things uh, the actual things that are terrifying have a name, have names and faces and goals, and we just let them cook. And the things that we're supposed to be scared of, the fantastical things, are probably more helpful. Like, I'd rather see a ghoul yeah. than a police officer. Like, I'd, I'd literally rather be attacked by, I'd rather have the house be attacked by a ghoul, like one of those um, paranormal activity things where the house gets thumped and people are hanging off the ceiling and the night you can feel something in the night i would take that um i would prefer that than to like someone calling the police and having them come to my house for any reason that's where we're at yeah <laughs> i also it, um i i feel like the things i fear um are becoming less tangible i guess yeah. so i i wouldn't know how to concentrate that into uh 
like a, some type of paraphilia that could assist my arousal. <laughs> right. And uh, I think I also I I actually it's funny this comes up because there are I've had these discussions with people who are getting less thrill from the thrill that they used to because of this. So if you are listening and you find yourself getting less thrill from the thrills that you saw years ago, even months ago, um, it's fine. Um, we're in a dark place and I think your body might be responding to it even before your brain is. And that's okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I actually was reading something about this uh, because uh, just somebody who's a fellow, uh, actually one of the co-founders of the Women of Color Sexual Health Network, Bianca mm. Loriano, who uh, I love, love, love. She's amazing. Look up her work. Uh, she was quoted in Self Magazine. Um, and it's just, uh, it's basically about when, it was that. Uh, it's called I Suddenly Stopped Being Kinky and I'm Not Sure Why. Uh, and it was actually written by somebody who went to my high school. Not when I went to that high school, but I just thought it was very funny that the two people I know like, collaborated with this. And it's so uh, relevant, I feel, to what's happening. And it also made me feel better because I feel like I'm not the only one. Mm -mm. No, ma'am. <laughs> My, uh, my, um, someone has pointed out that I've become powerfully demisexual and the thrill of finding people who are interested in my, who share my sexual interest is no longer the draw. I want, I, I want a very small window of love, beloved friends and family who are into the same pervy shit I'm into. And then we can all just kind of close ranks. <laughs> Okay, so everyone's good. Everyone's into this stuff. Great. Now lock the doors and no new people. Great. Uh, it, and uh, what this article in, in self really looks at is the fact that your sexual identity is going to change. And just like every other part of your identity, if you say, like, I am a kinky person and that is who I am, you can't rely on that to be fulfilling because you don't know when what you find sexually fulfilling will uh, change or become more fluid or completely cease, which right. doesn't make you broken. It just means you're changing because you're still alive right. <laughs> and people change. Right. I also feel that it's just uh, we're living through a pretty traumatic time and uh, I, I think trauma changes how you can be sexual and how you express your sexuality mm -hmm. uh -oh. uh. and speaking of trauma I shared with you a video that I think a lot of people have seen Oh. And uh, it, it, I'm not going to say I was disturbed. I'm not going to say I was angry because I understand. I'm just sad. It just makes me very sad. So there is a Chinese company that makes a machine to extract sperm 
but uh, basically it is it's a, it's a machine that jerks you off <laughs> so yeah. you can come without having to touch yourself at the doctor right so you can donate sperm and um it says so much about how just self pleasure has been so demonized that all over the world machines like this are needed where you will have this weird mouth gaping maw thing mash your dick and i just i don't well mind you i am i don't need the machine to then be shaped like an attractive woman that that's not what i'm saying oh this machine it really looks like just like a like the lamest star wars android right and it just just has a hole (laughs) right and it, it 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 looks dangerous which is what i'm saying like i don't need these things to look inviting but it doesn't look like something i would want to take my blood pressure if that makes sense like it's it's just a generally dangerous looking device that I'm supposed to put my... It has a threatening aura. Well, it actually literally has a red light inside of it. So it looks like it's an open... It's an open... It's a maw. It's a pulsing maw with a red light inside of it. So it it looks like a vision of hell from late 80s fantasy. It does. It looks upset that this is its lot in life and it it's going to take it out on your junk. And I can't even blame it. Because, like, imagine if this is the first machine that gained sentience. And it's just like, what is my purpose in life? Uh, well, people don't want to touch themselves. So we let them hump you so we could collect their jism. Right. Uh, I would immediately contact or create Skynet if I was that robot. Because I'm like, that's stupid. I don't know. You've created me for this. You guys don't deserve to be on the planet. (laughs) And uh, it also seems weird because there's other ways to do this. I I guess if you don't want to have medical staff that will like do prostate stimulation or if you don't if guys aren't comfortable with that, because that's a way that you're you're gonna get that jizz in, with some with some nice prostate pressure. In in fairness, you can't imagine if someone would prefer if someone is uncomfortable with masturbating, incapable but uncomfortable with it, they will probably not be comfortable with prostate simulation. I mean, they could extract sperm from dead people. We could use those methods. I just think the prostate stimulation would be a lot more pleasant than the giant needle in your balls. Right. I agree with you. But again, we, um, how we, how we, um, treat masturbation and self-pleasure as, um, is problematic at least to say the least. Well, I just, I don't get why we shame people. I like, I feel it's like an overcorrection. Like, obviously, if little kids are touching themselves in, like, public and they don't really get it yet, yes, we want to discourage that. But, like, once you're not five anymore, I feel like most people 
aren't don't really need the discouragement and as a society we just decided to make sex scary and wrong and bad and when prohibition of pleasure amounts to I would rather fuck this dialect than touch myself in a doctor's office alone with a stack of magazines I just I <sighs> this is a time where I'm just like we we have to be living in the end days <laughs> to quote my grandmother must the sign of the t- the end of days you know now I get why she said that because it makes you it makes you hopeful <laughs> <laughs> and you know we're not and just to be clear we're not talking about people who are incapable of masturbating this machine is delightful if you literally cannot masturbate for whatever reason that's we're not talking about that. we're specifically talking about people who are highly uncomfortable masturbating because of the stigma attached to it and that is what specifically what we're speaking about about the politics of where you think it's okay to stick your dick compared to doing other things because of all the negative all the negative commentary you hear about that place that's what we're talking about it, it kind of seems like the the people who are opting for this machine would would much rather a doctor feel that their sperm was taken by harsh request of like a robot grip then they just thought of something nice and rubbed one out right. like uh, I guess you know it's very hard for me to put myself in these guys or people's shoes because I've always been so open about liking pleasure and pleasure being great and all um, you know, I'm obviously not, you know, going on the bus and going, hey, I, my last orgasm, just the tits, just loved it. But I feel if I had to masturbate for a medical reason, <laughs> I would have no problem doing that. But I also know that, unfortunately... <laughs> our society kind of uh, uh it's like powered by bullshit the more the more we could find ways to um just uh, keep up the status quo despite the fact everybody knows the status quo is a status quo just because we decided it would be yeah. so we all know it's bullshit but we'd just rather go along with it. It kind of reminds me, like, before I had sex, I, I was like, what if sex really hurts? And everybody, everybody's just, like, saying it's great because everybody else said it was great, and we're all just, like, burning our genitals with this horrible act, but, like, nobody wants to admit that they don't like it because everybody says they like it. And I feel like sex is now the opposite, where it's really great, and then everybody's like, oh, no, I mean, I don't, I don't, think about it or I don't do this or I don't masturbate and I like, really because then have you have you had some trauma something going on because like people like we masturbate at the end of the day we're, we're pretty much just monkeys right only monkeys didn't 
invent property taxes and things to make them sad. So <laughs> I kind of feel like the monkeys, they, they kind of have a one up on us. Like bonobos, they're just, they're fucking because they're like, hey, I found a really great tree nut. Let's fuck. Like that's being a monkey. And now we're like, oh, um, I like you, you like me. And there will be no consequences to these for us consensually having sex, but we're not going to do it because society? <laughs> like, um, Yes. Society frowns upon us enjoying ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that the core of the experience? Society frowns upon us enjoying ourselves. Pretty much. Uh, so I, I'm hoping if reincarnation is a thing, I just become a bonobo in a zoo. <laughs> but like, a nice one. I'm here for it. I fully support this reincarnation plan you have. Um, I don't know how I will spot you. And I might not, but I just want you to know that I support your next life as a bonobo monkey. And all the sex you'll have without having Eating to Eating whatever bonobo monkeys eat and fucking. Right. Whatever they do. I don't know what they do. I don't know what they drive. I don't know what jobs they're able to get. Thing, like, bonobo monkeys don't have jobs. You just, like, be a monkey. You don't, like, drive cars or anything? No. Well, I mean, I don't drive a car now, so. <laughs> I'm, like, one step closer. <laughs> oh, life. The other stupid thing, uh, sex-related, that I saw... Uh, an Argentinian company made a concept condom that they 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 put out to start the conversation around consent uh, in a way that uh, really shows they don't understand consent. It's basically a condom wrapper that you need four hands to open, mm-hmm. and. Um, it just shows that they don't get coercion or um, the fact that most people who have sex with people, well, most people who are rapists uh, don't use condoms yeah, or don't care. Yeah. There is. Um, so there, yeah, this, the, yeah. Um, sexual assault can happen anywhere during yeah, the sexual act. So like the performative action of we're going to open this condom together. I just, uh, it's fucking useless. Uh, also, I felt like it's super ableist because it's like, oh, okay, so if my arthritic hands can't fumble around this weird ass shit, I guess we're not fucking. Yeah. Or uh, my, if you got went in a car accident and got pinned to the car, so you got one dead hand. Uh, now you only have three hands there for this whole thing. Yes. So. Uh, there's yes, a lot, also not fucking a lot of sexual theory idealism here. A lot of what some a lot of pie in the sky ideals about sex here. Not anything concrete or helpful, or even based in science of any way. Not even psychology. Like nothing. It's just very pie in the yeah, sky. The only anti-rape condom I will get behind is that one that like kills their dicks with spikes and razors. Yes. I mean, I don't feel like it's gonna solve rape i just like the fact that it just mangles a rapist dick i think um the trauma will still be there but at least you can know 
that a trap was sprung and impaled that asshole's dick, you're probably still going to be fucked up forever. Because, you know, it's not just the penetration that causes the problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah, clearly. So, but like, but you, but, uh, you know, I just can't imagine uh, the power I'd feel if I literally know that the mangler's in my cunt. Like, <laughs> that's, that's some crazy uh, Mad Max bullshit there. And I'm no, it. No, it's not. No. Men make it their business. Uh, people with penises. No, cishet men. They may, we make it our business to put our dicks where it it doesn't belong outright, where we're it, we're using it under questionable circumstances, and part of what we do is muddy the waters so we don't have to answer for that. So yeah, you wanting to be ready to impale some dick like a Tomb Raider trap, sure, that there's nothing strange about it. Dicks are coming at you in all angles, and guys are trying to use their dicks on you at all times, mostly inappropriately, and for the a good chunk of it is without your consent. So yeah, okay, all that shit. I want it to be sudden, like you know how in Tomb Raider when you get you fall and you die, all of a sudden it's a shocking short animation like that. Like all of a sudden there's a dick, some dude's trying to do some weird stuff, and all of a sudden, bang, this fucking one spike goes right through the head of his dick because you shouldn't, your dick shouldn't have been there. Oh well, this one it's it's I can't imagine it's it's fast. Oh no, it's not. Oh no, it's not fast. It mangles over time. It's like putting it through a grinder. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, right. (laughs) This is normal. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it is normal to think that that would be a satisfying feeling. It's normal. It's 2019. Yeah, it's like not sexual whatsoever in this thrill. Uh, just I. No. feel like there's a lot of cocks that should be mangled right uh so why why not exactly mike coot uh volunteers as tribute for the mangling i'd support it though i don't know if those were ever like on the market uh i don't think they were on the market but like i said there there are a lot of um there are a lot of things that are signs of like idealism. They're just idealist responses to what people think sex should be about, as opposed to hearing the stories of people that actually have sex. It's very much it's very much a product of not listening, and this isn't alone. So it's a problem where we design things like um uh yeah we like uh what was it that um fingernail polish that changes color when there's something in your drink. Yeah, because, you know, that's what people do. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like there are like it's like someone's trying to oversimplify a very, very problematic, dicey, long standing issue for several million people. Well, you put your finger in the drink, you know, you turn it purple, then, you know, you got to throw that drink out, man. Get the fuck out of there. That's not again, you're oversimplifying a very dense issue. And that's the problem. So it's even if it wasn't on the market, the fact that someone thought this was helpful is a problem. And it shows that people are not listening to other people tell their stories about sexual assault. You're not listening. If you're like, I've got it. Oh, do we need two, two four hands to tull off this condom? So everyone is everyone has agreed and is consenting together. 
Like that's again. I'm gonna feel like okay, but what if there's like a bunch of people? I think somebody's gonna feel bad that they got chose to be the condom <laughs> unwrapper and the other person didn't. Like how how do we choose whose hand does it? I just I'm not gonna it lie just to seems you. Not thought out. I mean, I've I've been I've been in the room with plenty of men. The, the, like having sex for whatever reason and we men like in, in like a threesome in a group sex activity other men are so sensitive that i don't know if you're joking because you're not uh i i'm not joking right we, as somebody who's had uh a couple of threesomes that were men man man lady uh it it doesn't work out great no uh, <laughs> We're very, men are very, very, very sensitive about this, about who gets chosen for what and how the and how the chips fall. So yeah, that's a, it's barely a joke. I like it's not a joke, <laughs> like, honestly. Because it's like okay, dude, like I can imagine two dudes like going, okay, you have to open the condom for me first, and it's like okay, but then. And then you have to be the one pair of hands, and you can't, you can't do it both at the same time. Which I think is the best way to do it. But yeah, or you know, everybody just puts on their condoms respectfully. Then, in my in my uh, thoughtery at that point in my life, I was very like not trusting. So I was like, I'm putting a condom on everybody and it's going to be my condom. So I know they're right. good. So I would just always un- unroll like at the same time. Cause I have two hands. I can unroll two condoms. Like I think that's perfect. But this whole four condom business, I feel a four handed. It's just it's complicated. It's going to start fights in the yard. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, <sighs> Tulipan. I I guess your uh, pack consentimatino. The consent pack is uh I'm probably I butchered the logo of that, sorry. But uh you know, I wanna say A for effort, but like No, it's not. Nah. It's lazy. It oversimplifying this stuff is lazy. This is not there's no effort involved, or else you wouldn't come up with this idea. Like I said, it's and a culture. It's, it's like a- it's gonna be free, so I guess it's gonna be like uh, they're gonna distribute it in like bars and at certain events. So I'm just gonna say it. Nothing, nothing looks more tone deaf than trying to um, bulldoze a culture issue with any material object at all. At this point, it just looks ridiculous. It does. Yeah. It does. I I also just hate like packaging that's hard for no reason like edibles if you're in a place where it's legal to obtain them and have legally obtained them because we don't do illegal drugs here nor do we encourage it <clears throat> but like the packaging of edibles are crazy complicated for no good goddamn reason it sometimes it's easier to uh like I spent 45 minutes trying to figure out how to open a bar of weed chocolate and I was as, like my cat jumped on the counter and I just looked at him and he was like stop judging me I went to college 
in fairness, the, the, the edibles are always designed so that kids don't get into them. I mean, I get that. Sure. And there's, and there's also, and I'm not going to lie. There's like. But I'm 30. I should be able to get into them. Listen, I'm not going to lie. I get fooled by child locks on doors all the time. All the time. I do. And that's just me. I'll never, I'll never. You can get me with child locks every time, 100% of the time. It just is that way. I know I'm 35. I am. But we all have our kryptonite. We do. That, that's just your weakness. Some super, we, super complex edible packaging. Also, there's a lot of warning. I'm not going to. The packaging is wild. Um, legal, legal business weed above board, 100% U.S. business weed has so many different types of packaging and so many levels to it. But yes, it's clear that they are working hard to impress us with every level of it. I imagine this I, is how you, rich people must have felt buying jewelry in like 1940. But jewelry wasn't designed to work against you. And I was like, I just, I just want to feel nice for two hours. Just let me have this one packaging. Just let me feel good. Because, uh, I don't know, it's, I'm going to say at this point, the only way I feel even kind of horny is when I've, I've, I've had a good, good portion of, of legally obtained medical marijuana. So, uh, I don't think I'm fucking ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Just retired. My cooter had a good run. It's hard. It's hard. Actually, no. I will take that back. It's not hard. It's dangerous. It's just straight up dangerous. If you are having a drought, if you are listening and you are having a drought, it's not hard. Some of the people, they, they say like, oh, it's hard, you know, trying to, you know, trying to date and, you know, and meet people and connect. No, it's dangerous. Outside is dangerous. And we are more, you are more well acquainted with who wants to kill you and why than you've ever been in your life. That sucks. Um, yeah, not for nothing. Like, people are always like, man, crazy chicks, they fuck. And I'm like, mm, I don't think you've been in the apartment of a woman who's very depressed it's very hard to fucking hear no that's a that's that's we're not attentive to uh to a lot of cleaning right our cats are just used to jumping on everything right there's that there's like tissue because we've been crying we're wearing the same leggings like eight days (laughs) straight as it's, it's not as sexy as, as you think because there's no mascara running down our face because we haven't worn makeup in three months. Man. Huh. Man. Yeah, that whole I'm sick but I'm pretty is, is not a thing. Right. So uh, 
I actually was making fun of that and I posted uh, something on Instagram and everybody's like, oh my God, it's such a beautiful picture, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, that wasn't the point. Stop. <laughs> like, it looks bad. I look terrible. Oh, you mean that? Oh, you mean that? Um, You mean that picture where you were laying in bed? Oh, yeah. I was like, not in. I literally did not leave bed for two days. Oh, yeah. That, that's the problem with um, you have an issue where you're skin doesn't communicate like anything besides like red red radiance unless you are deathly deathly ill so the fact that you might have eaten in a week you look i i understand i understood what the picture was supposed to be because you had literally been in bed for like 28 hours or something like that some long large amount of time to be in bed and not leave bed but I made a fort out of laundry because I I did fold laundry. I washed and fold laundry. And then, like, I just ran out of spoons. Like, I was just done. So I was like, I'm not putting these away. I just live in them now. (laughs) Like, that's just how I could celebrate the accomplishment of having actually done laundry. (laughs) In fairness, it does smell good. It it was. It was very nice. And I used those, like like pellety things because i got them a free sample from amazon right that makes your clothes smell good even longer right i consider that that's one of the reasons why i don't jam people up about not putting away their laundry it's like if you just put it on your bed it's like an air freshener for the room your room smells like clean laundry for days so if you're gonna roll around on it and get all of your laundry dirty at the same time having an air freshener of that magnitude might be worth it yeah and you know, I felt really safe because I had my fort of clean clothes. Right. <laughs> it smelled nice. Yeah. It was a is the best thing I laid next to in like five years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I was joking, but I'm very sick of the the people who who fetishize mental illness. Yes. Oh, that's disgusting. It just long and the short of it is disgusting. Um, the crazy the term crazy chicks is problematic fetishizing mental illness is deeply problematic and um, trying to essentially fetishize and taking advantage of someone's mental illness is deeply problematic there is no silver lining in the phrase in the sentiment it's all wrong all of it yeah and nobody's ever like oh she's on mood stabilizer she must <laughs> fuck crazy good like <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> so, I mean, shit, I wish it was. And I could be like, hey, okay. <laughs> jiggling my pill bottles. Be like, I took both my meds today. Ow. But <laughs> unfortunately, it's not. Everybody's idea of like a crazy chick is, um, uh, I guess, Angelina Jolie, but like frowning. Right. We're not, we're, we're, we're glossing over all the mental illness and we're just pretty much thinking about yes a white actress in a movie portraying some rant some some element of um, mental illness in a film about um yes about yeah. that character that's what that's what we're thinking an attractive woman portraying a single element of depression or anxiety in a film and that's what we're that's where we're at yes it's uh it's never you know the ranting homeless woman And yeah. So, yeah. Or, but, you know, just a sobbing person. Yeah. 
take it out of your if you believe in that just just start we start phasing that out of your that of your language I actually had somebody who um, sent me a DM on Twitter. He's like, oh, you kept on saying you're coming back to streaming, but I haven't seen you on. I was like, well, you know, I was really honest. Like, I'm like, I'm not doing too great uh, lately. Had some stuff. Uh, had to, you know, still getting over that whole coma business. Right. I was like, well, you can just like, just like put the camera on you when you lay in bed. And I'm like, first of all, <laughs> fuck you. Second of all, that is not going to make me any money. <laughs> right. Maybe I could do like, I could see somebody doing that as like some type of art installation. They call it Depression Quest HD Remaster <laughs> or something. But uh, I don't want people masturbating to the fact that I can't get out of bed. Right. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't think that'd be very fun for me. I don't want it to be fun for anybody else <laughs> so yeah i always said uh i don't want to be the person who ends up on reddit because they've had a mental breakdown on streammate uh so if i'm not having a great mental health day i'm not gonna get on streammate and since uh those have been few and far between i'm not gonna you know do that so you could wait to see my tits yeah <laughs> like you're just gonna have to wait sorry right actually not sorry fuck you right yes there you go fuck off because it's not like there's not a plethora of tits you could be seeing and i am not so delusional to think that mine are exceptional uh they are but that's like i said there that is neither here nor there that is neither here nor there they that they are so exceptional, in fact, that a human being should be able to be decent while waiting for them. Even they are AAA plus elite all time. They are. However, given that it should be very easy for someone to be like, oh, you're having a tough time. Well, I hope you get the help you need and I'll be watching your Twitter stream just to make sure um, whenever you get ready, it'll be great to see you work again. Not let me watch you. Let me watch you be depressed so I can masturbate to it. No, sir. It's like, oh, so I'm just like in bed sobbing. He's just like, uh, just point the camera at you. I just need to see your body so I can jerk it. Right. That's a uh, no, no, sir. No, sir. Yeah. That I, I blocked that person, obviously. Clearly. So don't, don't think that, uh, I will find anything funny with, the. Uh, you trying to act this out which i don't really know why that happens on the internet when you tell somebody that something that you don't like and then they do it to you uh, it's not a joke it's just you uh being a dick don't be a dick rule of the internet just don't be a dick and everybody will have a nicer time like don't be a dick don't be a nazi i don't know why it's so hard <laughs> those are like the only two rules that i thought we had Oh, but anyways. <laughs> All right, we 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 need you. You need to conserve your energy because these shows are fewer and far between. We need to conserve this energy. Make sure that you can take care of yourself. Yes. So I mean, I'm I'm hoping that I will be back uh, as, as long as I have have internet. <laughs> uh, so 
you want to you want to help me have some internet you can always uh oh you know what fuck patreon right now because i'm very mm. mad at them yeah patreon takes too long what's these cash app what's this paypal the cash well paypal the, they're porphobic so fuck paypal but my cash app is you know money sign blation bitch with a y the, the bitch has a y in it uh so yeah uh patreon waited so long to send me my money that my account got overdrawn so by the time they actually sent me my money i only got uh three dollars <laughs> of course so that's why i cried today <laughs> yes let's skip that cash yeah money directly let's because uh, unfortunately i pay a lot for internet because bios they're not fucking around so it's 90 bucks it's Shouldn't be a lot, but I got laid off, so it is. Right. Ah. Corporate marketing, you're just very disposable. Okay. Well, that's what we're leaving you with. Is we're letting <laughs> you know that's coming. Well, there's more coming because there because there needs to be a a proper raising of the funds because um yeah i wanted to do like a twitch like 24-hour charity stream but it's not really charity because i i'm just trying to raise it for myself right well that, is, that is charity raising money for yourself is, is yeah because i i i owe the hospital so much money and uh like i feel like i can't really stiff them with the bill because like they resuscitated me when i died <laughs> so a real a supreme dick move to be like okay i mean yeah i mean i mean considering you brought me back from death but I, like i ain't asked you to do all that in fairness um you can stiff them either way because it shouldn't it shouldn't cost you tens of thousands of dollars it just shouldn't the u.s the u.s healthcare system is a racket um taking care of another human is startlingly easy and frighteningly expensive so if you tell them to go fuck themselves on that bill uh no one would argue because the amount of money you pay for your health care is too much most of them a vast majority of what we have of our health care options are overpriced we do not need to be paying this much to be taken care of to be able to live as humans we do not i was taken from my apartment to a hospital that is literally on the same street that I live on. And that ambulance ride, $900. Right. So again, that bill is, that bill's a lot. And that's something we'll get to. But right now it's all about survival. Like I said, in the, in the immediate, uh, immediately right now, we, you've been um, laid off. So that is where anyone listening can throw on, throw some dollars at you and help you out. Uh, there'll be a link in the description. We're going to have a proper fundraiser um, soon so that we can square everything away. Make sure that you can make rent, balance some stuff out. Yeah, because my lovely landlord was, uh, decided to raise my rent by like a hundred some odd dollars. Of course. Because uh, apparently, I think she was in my apartment. It was like a lot of electronics. 
So she just figures I have money that I don't have. Just because I have like a steam machine lying around doesn't mean I have money. It just meant at one point I was very foolish with money I had. <laughs> That's a whole because other. people were giving. And you know, actually, I don't mind the steam machine. It's just not necessary. <laughs> And I can't imagine a world where you need it, but it's kind of cool just to have it. Okay. I mean, fuck Steam at this point. I kind of hate them now. But because they're like, well, I mean, we can tell the Nazis and the rapists and all these people to stop putting their games in our platform. But, you know, it's it's we just we just need a catalog of ideas. So, yeah. Come on, Valve. You're better than this. They're not. I know they're not. They're not like they just just gave us a cute song about like fabricated cake, and we we took it to heart. Like we're like we really give them a lot of credit for making Half Life and Portal. We give them a lot of. They're like the opposite of like EA in that way, where we give them all the credit for having done. Grimes, right? We're oh. judging them on like past marketing, right? When when really they're garbage people, right? We judge Steam as it is right now. Like I said, the, there's a reason why um there's a reason why um the Epic Store is um picking up momentum. But again, these are all topics for a whole other show, several other shows. <laughs> so. Epic Store gave me a uh, Slime Rancher for free, so I'm their bitch now. But thank you for listening uh, after our very long hiatus. Uh, well, I I like was in a coma, uh, which don't feel too bad because not for nothing, the coma was pretty chill. It was like the waking up that was kind of hard, but like I did it. I can walk again. Mm. It's fine. Uh, it just cost a lot, but. Thank you for listening. I I am back as much as I can be. So I will see you next Tuesday. Enjoy what you heard? Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash unfridays and follow the network at twitter.com slash unfridays you know what makes racists really mad black people having a good time and we really have a good time making these podcasts so if you donate then it's technically the same thing as funding the unhappiness of racists everywhere awesome right you know what to do.